Okay, yesterday we were uh, we're studying Sefer Shemuel Aleph. Yesterday we did the the twenty eighth chapter, in which we discussed the Baalat Of of Endor and all of her antics, and we read the famous Radak and on his explanation of how she was able to bring Shemuel back to life, whether she brought Shemuel back to life, and uh, that it was just a fascinating philosophical discussion. Uh, and then we continued actually into chapter twenty nine. And chapter 29 brings us back to the story of David and Achish and Gat. And what happened was that we know that David had been faking to be serving Achish in Gat. And he was faking like he was serving Achish against the Jewish people. When he was really just attacking the enemies of the Jewish people. And he was was killing all of them so that nobody could actually make it back as a prisoner of war. And tell Achish what David was up to. Whether that was a good thing that David was doing or not. Remains to be seen However We now run into an issue When Achish thinks David Is his number one uh, general And he wants to make him his chief And then Achish decides And the Pilishtim decide To go against Am Israel in war So now David He's for his life For the protection of his life Needs to act like he's serving Achish loyally But he, he, How is he going to attack the Jewish people Those are his people right? So that's the difficulty we face now, what happened was that Achish in chap- the beginning of chapter 29, the, the servants of Achish tell him, who is this Jewish guy and these Jewish people that you're letting fight with us? Say, how do you trust them? Maybe he's going to think, David is going to think, that the way he gets back in favor with Shaul is by killing Shaul's enemy, which is you. So are you sure that David's motivations and his incentive structure is good and it's going to help you. Maybe his incentives are to, to rebel against you. So then Achish, he said, he ends up listening to the, to the uh, servants of the, to the, to the advisors of the Pelishim, called the Sarne Pelishim. And uh, I think he gets up to, right, and then, and then, uh, the, uh, wait, we have to see actually, he, I didn't, that's in the next Pasuk, okay? So let's go to Pasuk Dalid. We got up to Pasuk Dalid yesterday. So the Pelishtim, the, the advisors of the Pelishtim, they, they got angry at Achish. And they said to him, Return this person, let him go back to his place. That he, he's there. Uh, Let him go to the place that you you put him there And he will not come down with us to war So that he does not become our enemy in war Isn't this the best way for him To become friends with his master again With Shaul With our heads If he brings our heads to Shaul He may win the favor of Shaul again Don't forget this is David that the people used to sing for him and say, Remember that song? This is how Shaul's uh, thing started. His, uh, his uh, depression started. Where they were saying, David killed, uh, Shaul killed thousands, but David killed 10,000. Mm. So there's a song about him, about how many people he killed, how successfully he was in war. Don't you remember, Achish, that David was this famed general? Why are you uh, being so... Uh, friendly with him and letting him come in. So Achish calls to David and he says, I swear to you on the life of Adonai. It's interesting that Achish is using Adonai's name, right? That you are straight and you're good in my eyes. That you've gone out and come back with me in my camp. 
However, in the eyes of the advisors, you are not good. Now go in peace. And don't do anything bad in the eyes of the uh, advisors of the Pelishim. Now the Sarnir Pelishim, this concept of Sarnir Pelishim, is something that you only see by the Pelishim. We never see the Sarnir Mitzrayim. We see, we see uh, uh, Khartume Mitzrayim. Khartume Mitzrayim. But the Siranim, we only see that by the Pelishim. Sarnir Pelishim. I have a feeling that there are more than just advisors. I have a feeling that these people, people had a lot of power in the court because it seems like who's answering to whom? Is Achish the king or are the Saranim the people that seem to be in charge? They're kind of like his council. But he, are they his council or are they more? Because they seem, the they seem to have a lot of power. Maybe they're governors. Maybe it's more like a democratic system where there's still a king but there's also some control over governors of different territories of the land or... Maybe some type of they pull. seem they seem to have a lot of pull. Because I don't think it's just advisors of the king in which he, you know, Hashverosh tells the advisors, "No, you guys are all wrong. You guys are wrong with your interpretations." Like also going up to the king and saying, "Who is this guy that you're bringing?" Like that means that they have some type of authority. Yeah, exactly. They're going up to the king and they're and it says and they got upset at him. Yeah. Like the ministers of the Pelishim got upset at him. Who are they to get upset at yeah. the king? So they seem to have a lot of power. Can this relate also? He seems Maybe like it's like Joe Biden's uh, <laughs> friends, you know? Like they actually run the show. Maybe it's, he, he could also be holy, this king. He's going, he's saying God's name. Chai Adonai. That's a very he's, interesting thing. He says Chai Adonai. He's but he's like that. He's, that's probably just a sign of respect to David. Yeah. Chai Adonai, meaning I know your God. I have my own gods, but, but you're you know God Hashem's Adonai. Name. Everybody knew Hashem's name, I feel like. If you, especially if you live near Israel. You know that they serve Adonai. Okay? Go in peace and don't do anything bad in the eyes of the the Sarnia Felishnim. What does that David. mean, though? What does that line, last line mean? You're not coming to war with us, so what does that mean? Do not do bad in their eyes. I don't know. I'm I I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. Maybe it's just referring to the fact that they think he's not doing something doing good because how can his intentions align with theirs? Right. So, even though I believe, make sure you, they're they not right. Yeah. Make sure don't make them right. Something like that. Now, this is like the best thing that could happen to David because he needed to get out of this war. He, couldn't, he, can't, he can't fight Am Israel. So this is a good thing that's happening to him. So I see this next pasuk as David kind of just faking, faking like, uh, oh, yeah, tarofing. <laughs> what have I done wrong? What bad did you find in me from the day that we met until this day? That I should not come and, and fight the enemies of the king. I know you're good. You're like the, the angel of God to me. But the ministers of Pelishim or the, the governors of the Pelishim, they said he, can, he cannot come up with us to war, so I, my hands are tied. And now get up in the morning, and the servants that came with you, when it's day, when the light comes, you shall go. And David and his people, they get up to go in the morning, to go back to the land of the Pelishim, from where they were encamped against Israel. And Pelishim went to Israel again. That's what we already know from the Shaul chapter that they had camped against Am Israel. Remember, that's where, um, here, if you look at the chapter of Shaul, 
says, Vayibayamimavekatsufilushim al-Machan al-Tzavad al-Tacham Yisav al-Yom al-Rachish shadana Ushmael met here um, where does it say that they went to Israel? Vayikavetsu vayishinah vayikavetsu 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 Oh, I thought, I thought it was Israel here. It's not. Okay, uh, my, my mistake. It's Gilboa. Okay, so Israel is probably in the same area where they're going to war. But the Pelishtim, they go on to, to go to Israel to battle. And David goes back home to... Where was his home? What was the city called that he was dwelling in? A place called Siklag. Okay, now why am I saying that? Because the next chapter, we're going to be talking about Siklag. I think we have some time, no? We have a couple of minutes? A couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. Vahiva David, at this chapter break, uh, there's the, the story continues. David Tziklag And it was when David and his people came to Tziklag on the third day. The Amaleki people had already come while David was waiting in the camp with Achish. The Amaleki people had come, they had attacked Tziklag and they burnt it down. This is... David's family, all of his servants, all of their families, everybody is, had just been attacked by the Amaleki while they were gone. And they captured the women that were in Tziklag from small to old. They did not kill anyone. And they took them and they, they walked them back to their place on their own way, to their own place. So the Amaleki captured all the people of David now. The Chachamim say that if you look, the, actually the, the um, um, Amnon Bazak that I read on the, the Perush, he said, look at the Amaleki behavior. They took all of Siklag captive, the Amaleki, and they didn't kill anyone. Because there were women and children left, because all the men were out to battle with the thing, with Achish. So they didn't kill women and children. They left everyone alive. But David... When he was fighting for things, he was killing women and children. So that may be a hint that if David is on a lower standard than Amalekhi in this, in this specific case, that the Nach may not be approving of what he did so much. The what? That the Nach, the oh, Navi, oh. is not approving so much of what David did. Mm-hmm. And there's other proof. There are Midrashim that say this is one of the things that when it says you had blood on your hands for the Bith Mikdash, I think it's referring to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The, the, the Radak brings it down as one of the Midrashim. Okay? So, they come to the city and they see it's burnt and all of the kids have been taken captured. The women, the kids have been taken captured. David and the people who are with him, they raise their voices and they cry. Until they had no more strength to cry. I mean, they cried a lot. And even the two wives of David that we know of were captured. What are their names? Achinoam the Israeli and Ab- oh that's why Israeli was in no we heard about Achinoam when he first married Abigail and it said that he took Abigail as a wife and he also by the way had married Achinoam the Israeli but we'll see where else we hear about her okay so they even took his two wives Abigail and Achinoam but and it bothered David a lot because the people were saying let's stone David because it's all David's fault because he went out to war and he didn't protect our people because everybody was very angry you know that's when, when Moshe was um, talking to Bore Olam he said the people are so upset about their lack of food they're they're gonna they're gonna pelt me with stones soon David is in a similar situation where the people are so bitter and so angry that they're on the verge of saying that let's stone David 
um, and everybody was so upset. Ish al banav Every person was so upset about their kids and their daughters. But David David found strength in Hashem is God. David encouraged himself by by focusing on Borei Olam and on the fact that Borei Olam would protect him. And this is probably like a classic. I'm willing to bet that one of the prakim and tehillim at least came at this point when David comes home and his family is gone. His kids are gone. All of his servants' families are gone. And his whole army is about to stone him. That's when it takes, you need a lot of emunah. You know, and I'm willing to bet that there was a period that, that one of the Prakim of Tehilim at least came from this period in David's life. Baruch Amen.